In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Welcome into the No Off Days podcast. The Nod Pod, Scott Smith here alongside Chris Cato in the booth. Is BK. We'll get to him momentarily. Unique time on the sports calendar because here we have the football season, of course, we're, we're getting to about a month in. You got the baseball playoffs, which are coming up next week. And then uh, we even have, as we tape this, we have a preseason hockey game going on. Right, what? The Lightning <laughs> and the Carolina Hurricanes. So all the sports are converging, but it's a beautiful time. Of course, uh, football is king, and I see that you're wearing uh, your throwback uh, your throwback Tampa Bay Buccaneers t-shirt. I right did. There. I purchased this just this week to wear to that game. I went to the Monday night game. So you wore that last night? I did, yeah. Okay. Is it, uh, What's the next question? Is that with the stain? Yes. Stain no, it has not been washed. Okay. It stands right. up on its own. How uh, was that? Because uh, obviously I, I was there, but uh, you were amid the, the crowd. Yes. So it looked like it was, I mean, it might have been split down the middle, Eagle Bucks fans. I'd say 60-40 Bucks, okay. although in volume it was probably 70-30 Eagles louder. And we were sitting on the visitor side, so in amongst a lot of Eagles fans. And I think nationally they get a bad reputation as being, you know, a, a bit obnoxious or well, these these are relocated Eagle well fans, a lot of presumably. them are now there yeah. were people I talked to people who did fly in from Philly for this game but a lot of them do live here you know and have moved down they love to watch their Phillies during spring training over in Clearwater and uh they were a they were a nice crowd last night now the E8 the chant E-A-G-L-E-S that that did get old at a certain yeah. point especially at the end of the game that's all you heard in the stadium you couldn't over over shout it with you know Tampa Bay I got that or? going in the men's room, actually. Okay. There you, was a, you did. I did. In that. the men's room, the, the Eagles chant broke out, and I said, hey, I'm not standing for this. Let's okay. get a Tampa. And then one guy at a urinal way down the line said, Bay. Bay, very meekly. I think we were. that was halftime, so we were already down. But No, yeah. I said, hey, do you have any toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> Help me out over here. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that it was, um, it was certainly um, – an interesting crowd, at least from the from out of the gates. We had a guy, we were doing like TV shots before the game, and uh, one of the guys came up to me and said, hey, make sure you tell everybody this is uh, Lincoln F- Lincoln Financial Field. Or what's it? The Link. The Link. This is the this Link This is South. the Link South. Yeah, I the got Link that South. going into so, the game, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the same guy. I'll say it's not because I didn't smell cheesesteak. I've been to the Link, yeah. and, it, the, you know, the smell of cheesesteak is pungent there. Yeah. yeah, well, they have a dangerous squad for sure. I think uh, some real learning lessons for this Bucks team coming out of that, like, Hey, how do we get this offense in the run game a little bit more consistent? Um, that, that's that's an issue. I felt like they kind of forced it a little bit last night and nothing was going. So yeah. uh, they're back at uh, where they were last year in terms of yards per carry. Not very good. All right, let's bring in BK. Um, all right, Brian. D- did you uh, have you noticed any stains on Chris Cato's shirt from last night? Did you? Uh, other than the usual armpit stains. Yeah. No, I have not. <laughs> no. Okay. It's a good-looking shirt. I though. got rained on again, Brian. Two uh, two you. games, two games in a row. <laughs> at Raymond it's, James. It's either you on. or the fact that we live in Florida. It it's could the be end of summer. So yeah, for sure. Uh, BK, what do we got on the big program? It's another Hall of Famer night. We got Jerome Bettis, Pittsburgh oh, great. The bus. The wow. bus. Back it up, yes. baby. My favorite yeah. bus. He's yeah. a class two, I think, 2015 Hall of Fame in the NFL, Super Bowl champion. So we'll t- talk to him. See, now he could help the Bucks run game. Like, yes. You know, you put the bus back there, and, you know, he could just lean forward and get you two and a half. He is his own yeah. blocker. Exactly. Yeah. That's even right. now. That's even now he could do that. He could do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then at the end of the show. End of the show. It's been a while. We're going to fire up the old randomizer. Yes. Mm. Got some questions. This and is see a what uh, questions fan favorite. That thing spits out some, some real 
mind benders. <laughs> yeah. It makes it tough on us. And you sometimes. said there's uh, what, like over a thousand questions that have been uh, fed into a, this I think thing? it was thirteen seventy-two at okay. last check. Right. Oh my Very goodness! Good. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we are. We can't wait to be randomized. Thank All you, right. BK. Catch Thanks, up with you in a little bit. Uh, if you are listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone. You can zap that QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and there you can find all of our shows. Um, whether you reside here in Florida, the Tampa Bay area, at, or you are a Northeasterner, a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Maybe you live up there. You probably didn't like last week's episode with Ronde Barber because it reminded right. you of the time he ripped your heart out. Uh, but uh, we invite you to like and subscribe. Fox13news.com slash nodpod. So let's kick things off with uh, a little college football. I know I don't have to twist your arm too much. But Never. I, I, my, curi- my question is, how did the Pac-12 become the most compelling conference in college football? When that's, did this happen? It's a great question. Yeah. And poetic too, is right? It? Is it? No, it is a great question. Okay. No, do are you, you asking in the affirmative they, it is yes. the most compelling? I do. It's and I think part of it is because it's their last season as the Pac twelve as the Pac twelve as we know it. Remember, I still have the secret plan for the Beavers to save the conference and they'll mm. call it some other version of the Pac twelve. But yeah, you've got four of your current AP top ten are in the Pac twelve, uh, six overall, and it has the best quarterbacks in the country right now. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it uh, last week, of course, had maybe one of the more compelling matchups on Saturday afternoon, that is. That would be the uh, Oregon Ducks taking on uh, Coach Prime's led Colorado mm. Buffaloes. And um, there was a little bit of... A little bit of kerfuffle that came out of that. A little... Um, some extra storylines, as if... The Buffaloes and Coach Prime needed anything else. They, of course, have storylines that have come out of that game. And that, that would involve Oregon coach Dan Lanning um, and a lot of talking heads saying that, uh, you know, the, he, the little pregame speech that he gave to his team where, you know, you heard him say, you know, we're not about the clicks, we're about the wins here. We're, the Cinderella story's over today. So, I mean, not so indirectly talking about sure. the, the Colorado Buffaloes. And then, of course, that went out. And now all the national talking heads are besides themselves because they're just they're they don't know why Coach Landing would do this. It seems so beneath any coach to do this type of thing. And um, I don't know. I think that maybe they think he got a little too personal or he started to venture into the bully uh, realm. And I'm uh, give me a break. That's kind of where I'm at. Give me a break with that. Okay. Like he's using the press clippings and the flowery write-ups of the, the, the Colorado team that is in their conference that everybody has been talking about nationally, and he's going to motivate his team with yeah. that. I think, you know, the whole idea of, like, you know, from, from day one, Coach Prime was like, hey, we're coming, right? Mm-hmm. We're coming. Like, this guy, he is obviously a skilled coach, player. I don't need to preface this anymore. Mm-hmm. But he does not lack in humility. No. So I think that now you're seeing it from the other side, and it and – you know, a school or that kind of takes his team out to the woodshed. And then everybody's kind of like, oh, okay. Well, it seems like the roles have reversed a little bit and people don't like it. I don't know why they don't like it. I don't see it as any different. I don't see what Dan Lanning did is any different than what Dion's been doing, which he has mastered. And I don't fault him taking uh, something, whether it's, you know, Colorado State's coach questioning you're wearing a hat and sunglasses or whatever. He has found a way to take something and said hey they're making it personal they're making it personal to motivate his players and his to motivate his team and that's the same thing dan lanning was but doing he's saying that he's never mentioned he doesn't mention the other team specifically 
So he's using he keeps receipts, obviously. Yeah. But he but he's not mentioning or calling out the other team. He's not knocking somebody else down a peg in order to make himself feel better. I suppose that's kind of how he kind of gets around this, this issue. This is Dion's defense. Yeah. Th- okay. But he's the, saying Dan Lanning what, was calling and, and out the team. And what a lot team. of people that are are speaking for Coach Prime on his behalf are saying that it, it, he never makes it personal. It's not about him being the first to attack he simply just responds i think now whether you want to argue is it necessary to have cameras in your locker room and capture this pregame pep talk that's another thing but i think there are many many coaches every saturday or sunday who you who are personal when they're trying to motivate their team of course i don't i don't think that's unusual at all now maybe you want to question you know putting it out there for the world to see i don't have a problem with it i mean i think for a lot of people dan lanning was speaking the minds of a lot of people who are kind of not we don't I don't I don't care if Colorado has success or not I think the Dion story is great I think what they're doing for college football is great but it was getting a little tiresome so I don't have any problem with Dan Ladding putting that out there if he'd done it after the game and it's then then you look like a bully but this is him motivating his players you know well, and it is the natural reaction to a team that and this happens in all sports where teams get this over in individual players too they're they're overly inflated quickly right right and so somebody's trying a little little bit of that air out of that balloon you know i, I just think that for Colorado to say, look, we're taking the high road in this whole... I mean, I don't, did you watch the Oregon recap video that they put yeah, out? No, I didn't, no. Okay, so, like, Shadur and a bunch of Colorado players are talking junk the entire buildup of that game. Like, to the players, to the Oregon Duck players. Yeah, so they still... Like, you're too yeah. small. They come out, they stomp on the logo mm-hmm. in midfield. So, I, look... I'm okay with smack talk. I've always been good with smack talk, but you have to be willing to back it up. And um, it looks like that was done by Oregon. And, you know, I'm sure Colorado's going to wait for their opportunity to get them back. So, and the way things are going with uh, the quarterback play in, in the conference, as you mentioned, I mean, you never know. I, I think Colorado's still a very good team. If they get some, if they get Travis Hunter back, I mean, I think they're going to be competitive in most games. Well, here's the trouble. They've got USC coming to Boulder this Saturday yeah. that does have the defending Heisman Trophy winner. And it does sound like they're going to be without Travis Hunter one more week and possibly without Shiloh Sanders, Dion's other son, yep. who is one of their corners. And it's already a defense that's giving up, you know, they've given up at least 35 points per game in three of their four games. And you could just see, I don't think USC's defense is very good either, but I could see USC putting up 50. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, Caleb Williams, he's still a special quarterback. I'm not sure that he is. Do uh, you think he's in the, uh, the, the A1 spot there for Heisman? Front runner. I don't have him. I was looking at this. You know, we always get ahead of ourselves and award September Heisman's, and it's usually let's do it. Yeah, we've done. <laughs> we did. Who, who have we given it to? Hits. Remember the guy uh, from uh, who's the Michigan quarterback like eight years ago? He's Denard Robinson, and then there's been Leonard Fournette. There have been so many September Heisman's, but I think we have some quarterbacks there in the Pac-12 who are going to remain candidates all season long. And I was looking at these numbers the other day. Um, you got Caleb Williams averaging 300 passing yards a game, mm-hmm. completing 74% of his passes, 15 TDs, no picks. His QBR is 85 and a half. Then here's my guy. This is the guy I've got at the top. Now, they haven't faced the stiffest competition yet, but these numbers are insane. The throws he makes are the envy and the lust of every NFL team out there that's looking for a quarterback. And it's Michael Penix Jr., Tampa's on. Tampa's on. Washington Huskies on. Of course, transferred over to Washington from Indiana a couple years ago. He is averaging 409 yards a game, 75% completion, 16 TDs, two picks, and a QB. He's averaging 12 yards per completion, 
And so his QBR is 93.7. That's the highest. What a season he's having. Yeah, he's having a great season. I mean, I, in addition to that, obviously a Bo Nix at Oregon, yeah. and he's you know he's got numbers that are off the charts too. Not as high in the terms of passing yards, but he's a little bit more of a slash quarterback. He can run a little bit, um, high completion percentage. And then Washington State, don't forget about Cameron Ward, too. Yeah, yeah. He's putting together a nice little season. So, I mean, I think you got four quarterbacks in the Pac-12 right now. Uh, look ahead to next year, you won't have four quarterbacks in the entire conference. But I digress. Uh, you have four quarterbacks right now that I think could legitimately enter this Heisman discussion. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, we're still very early on. But, yeah, yeah, Penix is super talented. I mean, they're just a more pass-oriented offense. Yeah. So they're gonna. He's his numbers are, are going to be up there most of the season. Once they start to come up against the, and I don't know what their conference schedule looks like, but once they come up against the Oregon's, the USC's, you know, now now let's see. Let's Utah, see. Yeah, yeah, Utah. That's a tough defense to go up against. Um, all right, we got some uh, we got some breaking NFL news again. <laughs> yeah, we have some teams that have already been eliminated. <laughs> postseason. <laughs> we played how many games? Yeah. Three. <laughs> yeah, we're three games in. So, um, do you have do you have some? I prepped you for this a little you bit. Did. Teams that you feel solidly confident that you can eliminate them right now from the playoffs. Hmm. All okay. of my NFL notes here are on Taylor Swift, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do with your assignment. Uh, All right, I'll lead off. Okay, you get. How you, about the Chicago Bears? That's yeah. easy, right? Okay. Easy pickings. Yeah. yeah. All right. 0 and three on the season. Uh, they they have been officially eliminated. Okay. Here's one. Uh, the Broncos. The Dolphins are still scoring I, yeah. on the Broncos. I hate that. And it's the sh- you know that was they were one of my surprise picks this year. I was going to remind you of that. <laughs> now, they might not be over for them. I don't want to quit on them. No, don't I f- quit on them. I feel like I have to. <laughs> I, I did look at their schedule and there's no way they're making the playoffs. There's I don't care if you turn things around. You got two against the Chiefs. You got two oh. against the Chargers. You got the Bills. You got a visit to the Lions. Uh, yeah, I mean they needed to come. With, their their first three games were against. Vegas, Washington, Miami. You needed to win two. You'd be two and one. Yeah, but they yeah. they are not. Yeah, I think that I ship think has the sailed. Dolphins' loss should count for two losses. Actually, yeah, they <laughs> ran it up, didn't they? Uh, I'm I'm eliminating the Cardinals too. I'm okay. not buying any of that fool's gold. Uh, you know, the Cowboys are good for a stinker like that. So I, the Cardinals are not going to be a good team. Um, mm, that's mean of you to do that to Gannon and Joshua Dobbs. They're playing above expectation. Well, they they should have beaten the Giants. They did last week for sure. Um, yeah, I know. No. Um, they're not a playoff team, especially not in that division. No. Hmm. Um, and then I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm eliminating uh, uh, this really. Don't I, hurt the side. You're so gonna don't do it. I'm gonna do it. The Jets. They've been no, eliminated. No, no, that, the that Jets doesn't hurt been, you. They've been eliminated. Yeah, one yeah. and two on the season. Um, yeah, that they have issues, big time issues, and it's not just the play. I feel like there's like this looming storm of like the team is just gonna explode from the inside. You have, you have like this this really strong defense. They obviously need a quarterback. You got Joe Namath chiming in, chiming in, saying, yeah, you know, that's, "Hey, that's Zach not, Wilson's not the guy." That's not good. No, yeah, you don't need that. So they're they're looking outside. They're bringing in. They brought in today, I believe, on their practice squad. They signed. Now here's the guy that's going to ride the ship, Trevor Simeon. Oh, really? Get out of here. They turned down overtures from Matt Ryan and who was it? Carson Wentz. Well, Matt Ryan declined. Didn't he decline? His agent says he did. I think he he wanted it. I think he wanted in. Here's one intriguing thing, and I don't know if there's any truth to it, but Kirk Cousins trade. That, if if they could pull that out. Then, then maybe how much they money do they have? I, they've got to be tied up. They've got to be strapped by now. I don't. I don't know if you can defer some of that money because it's an injury settlement, or I don't know how that works within Aaron Rodgers. But 
I can't I, imagine that's all cap money that's going to be hit. But I, don't I, know I think that. you're safe too. Here's what I would say to Aaron. He said he's going to be back by January. I would say take your time, buddy. Take your time because the team's not going to be in playoff. Wait, he's going to be back by January? That's, what, that's, what, he that's what he was saying. He's going to be back in January. You know, if this team's poised to make a run, I would say take your time, Aaron. You know, just mm, take your time. Yeah. Can I eliminate someone? Yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah let's yeah. eliminate the. Um, it has to happen. I'm sorry. Let's let's eliminate the Minnesota Vikings. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They don't have a defense, Scott. And, you know, they are okay, but efficient on offense to some degree, but they are in a conference that has, I think, the Lions are really good and have a defense. And I think the Packers are pretty good. The Packers have shown out, yes. Okay. I'm not willing to give up on the Vikings yet. No, no I'm I mean, throwing you in still the have, towel. I think you still have the best receiver on the planet, for mm-hmm. my money, and Justin Jefferson. Yep. I think Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. And I think when the chips are down, old Kirky, you know, he comes out and he says, uh, you like that? That's what he says. That's his thing. <laughs> what okay? about when he gets traded to the Jets, though? Then he's not saying that. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to like that. Can, can not... we eliminate the, is this premature as well? Can oh, we boy. eliminate the Bengals? Oh, boy. Are they kind of? No, no, no. No, no don't do that? No, okay. Don't, yeah, no, way too early. They're a little, they're a little no, shaky. No, Joe. That Joe Burrow, Burrow calf he's, is, he's coming around. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's do you averaging really need like a calf to play quarterback. He does apparently. Do he's averaging really... four yards of completion. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, it was and, as soon and, as they signed that contract, man. I'm telling you. The Ravens, Steelers, and Browns are all two and one and looking pretty darn good. It is. Yeah, it's tough. tough. But but we are we, we're still early. There's no, I can only eliminate a handful of teams. Okay, I'm all right. Eliminating them. Um, speaking of the, the Jets, um, you know, if Zach Wilson was dating Taylor Swift, then, you know, maybe he'd have some little, little bit more job security. Um, so Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift, th- this is an item. This has happened, uh, apparently, that uh, she was at the game. Obviously, you've heard, you've seen. And, and as a result, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales have shot up 400% since Taylor Swift was seen in his suite at Arrowhead. Mm. So who's ordering those jerseys? That's what I got to know. Who are these people? Who is seeing Taylor Swift with Travis Kelsey and saying, now's the time to strike? Yeah. Now I'm going to jump on board. Are these Swifties? You've seen it. They're not Kansas City Chief fans. No, I, can I know t- that. You know it's Swifties. You've, you were here in Tampa a few weeks ago when she came and did a three-night set, and you saw the rabid Just passion. Say it. It's a cult. No, I don't want to say, say that. It. But I'm saying they all have outfits, right? So the, And they all kind of do the things where they, they dress the part and they wear the bracelets. And so, of course, they're going and buying these jerseys. And, you know, her next concert, which I think is like in, you know, going to be a couple months, but they're going to show up in 87 jerseys. Here's the problem, oh though. Oh, my gosh. If, if this goes south, Scott, which if Taylor Swift is, you know, she's never had like so a long term. You, you don't think this is going to lead to holy matrimony? I, no. <laughs> Why are you hating so hard? I'm not hating. I'm giving reality here yeah. because Taylor has never been in a really long relationship, right? We know how they all end. Now, here's the thing. If you're Travis Kelsey, you got to be careful. If you are the reason that this doesn't work out, you're going to have a revenge song written about you. Okay. And all those 87 That's she- what she does. Those four- That's her thing? Yeah. Then you'll get a revenge song. And you're, all these thousands of tens of thousands of jerseys that have been sold kind of the world's largest bonfire oh no and that's all yeah so he doesn't got, care about that though gotta be as long as they're buying did you see not only the jersey sells he gained two hundred fifty thousand more instagram followers in three days and his apparently he has a podcast i'm just learning that yeah, there yeah, are people the po- brothers, yeah. podcasting other than us scott it's now yeah. number one on itunes spotify see, whatever now, you want to do i've heard that this might have been just an, an, an all this uh, publicity stunt 
Duh. What are the chances? I that know that's the case? that that would be shocking. I mean, I, I just it's crazy to me that just the appearance of Taylor Swift would move the needle that much. I mean, I don't want to say it, it's a cult. Don't, but it just feels like it's a cult. And I don't want to eliminate smells, the Vikings. It smells like a cult. It looks like a cult. I'm not saying it is. I'm not, okay? I don't mm. want to hear from Taylor Swift fans, okay? I do know that they are now go by the name um, Trailer. So oh, they've combined the name Travis with Taylor and, and, okay. and Travis. This is the best thing could have happened for the NFL. I mean, you talk about two of the largest entities in the United States in terms of, you know, public faces merging. The NFL and, and Taylor Swift. Oh, I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. Okay, first of all, this game against the Bears was was a dog of a game, yeah. right? But it still was the highest watched football game of the weekend. And the um, oh, and Fox changed it, right? Didn't Fox switch to another game? And oh, here's what I was going to bring up. So during the game, if you're on social media, you're watching. This is what the NFL wants. You're watching these Swifties, which you say may be a cult, but you're watching them educate. It may or may not be. I'm not saying it is, Chris. You're seeing tweets. Well, they're not tweets anymore. You're seeing X's like this now. Hey, um, by the way, here's how it's done. You get four tries, a.k.a. downs, to make 10 yards. If you don't do that, then it's the other team's ball. But if you do do that, the cycle repeats itself. Like, they are edu- they're trying to get into the game of football now, which is what, exactly what the NFL wants. You've opened up yourself to a whole new demographic. She's an ambassador for the sport. That's it, what you're saying. And if the Swifties, when they put their mind to something, Scott, they could fix Minnesota's defense. Yeah. They could solve Well, the- she's a global brand, too. I mean, you imagine they're going to – is she big in, like, China? Uh, get ready. I'm Get sure. ready, NFL, in China. Yeah. Um, anyway, you, you skipped over my point that uh, I want to end with here. So their trailer, T- Travis and Taylor. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I was looking through other uh, other football players' names and just kind of what would happen if they got together, right? So uh, Taylor Swift and Jared Goff, they would be Swath. Justin Herbert and Taylor Swift, Schwerbert. Oh, I like what that. Do you think? Okay. Joshua Dobbs, Swabs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tua, so it would be uh, Swua Taylor Viloa. What do you think? Uh, okay, Chris, of- my last one. Chris Cato, it would be Tato. <laughs> I like that one. Okay, Let's go. get that going. All right, very good. You All know right. who should be outraged? Yes. DeAndre Swift, I who know. plays for the Eagles. It makes the most sense. And Taylor has said she's an Eagles fan. Golly. Buy his jersey. What else do you got to do? All right, enough of that. All right, let's, let's chat with another uh, running back. What do you say? Love it. Let's do it. Well, our guest is a Pittsburgh Steeler legend, one of the great running backs in NFL history, Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis joins us. Jerome, your Steelers, back-to-back wins at this point. You got Pickett, you got Harris, you got some young promise. You think that this is the year they kind of make that turn, they give it a run in the AFC North? Well, they've got a great, great shot. Whenever you have an outstanding defense, you have a chance to be a special football team. Now, the offense has to catch up with that defense. Obviously, I'm looking at the running game saying, hey, we've got to be better in the running game. Offensive line, get better pushed. Our running backs need to hit it up in there, be physical at the point of attack so that we can help our young quarterback. you got to remember – He's only a, a second-year quarterback. He's still got a lot of developing uh, to do. But if he can get it going, we've got a dynamic offense, really good tight end, two really good receivers, and two really good running backs. So if they can get on track offensively, it, it, there's no sky, there's no limit uh, to what this t- team can be. 
it doesn't surprise me that you would say we need a more physical ground game. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, the Steelers, <laughs> they haven't won a playoff game in seven years. And for many teams, that may not be such a long layoff. But for a team that is as storied as the Pittsburgh Steelers, do you feel like there's a, a little bit more pressure for a squad uh, like what they have right now to get there because of, of such giants that yeah, they have followed I don't know. I don't know if there's more pressure. There is always pressure because there's a standard in Pittsburgh and the standard is uh, championships, right? And so if you're not playing at that level or to that level, then yes, there is a problem. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think there is a, a um, pressure there to to win, but not just win a playoff game, win a championship. So they've got to figure it out. And I think it's, it's a step-by-step process and, you know, the first step is early in the season, developing the offense, get it going. And I think by the end of the season, this is a team, this is a team that people will be afraid of because that really good defense coupled with a good offense, sky's the limit. Well, you, of course, had a Hall of Fame career, but uh, early on in, in your uh, football journey, uh, you had to overcome and deal with uh, the issues that come along with asthma. I know it's, a, it's an issue that is close to your heart. How are you helping folks nowadays uh, breathe a little bit easier? Well, for me, you know, it's, it's all about breathing. It's about being conscious of your environment, about your air quality. And, and that's why it's, uh, it's been a, uh, a beautiful opportunity for me to work with a company like AirServe, a neighborly company, because they understand and their priority is about air quality. And, and so for us to come together and, and they really to tell people and talk to people about air quality and things that they can do uh, in their home, things that they don't normally think about, about your body being a pollutant in your own home. What can you do uh, to help with the air quality in your home? Uh, cleaning the air ducts. Uh, changing the air filters, small things that you can do that can provide significant differences in your home. That's what it's all about. And, and it's about getting that information uh, to the masses. Well, here in Florida, we can't live without our HVAC. So uh, absolutely critical. So where can folks go to learn a little bit more? Yeah, to learn more about, uh, you know, the air quality and air quality solutions, just go to airserve.com slash the bus and you can get information about some of the solutions that can help everyone in their home good stuff before i let you go i'm curious because in the offseason we saw some running backs kind of holding out wanting some bigger contracts and there's this kind of this shift in the nfl obviously it's been going on for years but it's a pass happy league and kind of the value of the running back position has has gone down over the years i want i was curious what your thoughts were on that yeah, you know, it's a it's a couple of things that that dynamic that's in play here. One is that the colleges have gone to these pass happy offenses, which ask for a smaller running back. So now the NFL ready running back is not at every college because a lot of colleges want the smaller guys. So the NFL they don't have as much to offer them in the college ranks. So because of that, they've had to go to uh, multiple running backs on a team to do this, to do one thing. Uh, and then there's this price or, or the, the money, the money is an issue because now, because it's become a passing league. Well, when I played, you only had to really play the one receiver that you had and the left tackle, but now you've got to pay the, the, the receiver, the second receiver, the tight end, because it's now a passing game. 
And part of that uh, is the running back, the money that was going to the running back has to be dispersed out throughout the offense. And it, it's a it's a bad way to look at it, but I still believe the real special running backs, there will be a pathway for them uh, to get the money that they deserve. Guys that can not only juke defenders, but can run over them. I'm curious, which did you prefer as a player? Making somebody miss <laughs> or just steamrolling right through them, boss? You know, it's funny because at the beginning of my career, it was about steamrolling over them, pounding them. And as I got older and I realized the importance of the running back position, my job was to get the most amount of yards I could possibly get for the team. And that meant if I needed to run around somebody or make somebody miss, I needed to do that. I didn't like to do that very much. I wanted to hit you in the mouth, but I, I understood that it was important to get the most yards that I could get. So I, I found myself making people miss the latter part of my career. Yeah, well, you know, I got to get to the sticks. So whether I take you with me or not, right, that's the idea. Um, I, before you go, that's right. I got to ask you about your other former team, Notre Dame, tough loss to Ohio State this last weekend. Uh, but I'm sure you caught Ryan, Ryan Day's statements about your former coach, Coach Lou Holtz. Sounded like a little WWE pre-wrestling match there. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on what <laughs> Ryan Day had to say? You know what? You know, to to the winner goes the spoils. Right. Right. Uh, coach Kyle, I mean, Coach Holtz said that, hey, you know, Notre Dame was going to be the more physical team, which he was correct in. Uh, the only part he was not correct in is that they, they were going to win the football game. They did not win the football game. But they were clearly the more physical football team, if you will. Now, Ohio State, they were physical as well. So let's not take anything away from Ohio State. Uh, they won the football game. But in terms of being physical, I think Notre Dame was just a little bit more physical at the point of attack. Notre Dame's a good squad. I think they'll be breathing easy themselves by the end of this season as well. We appreciate you joining us and teaching us a little bit how we can take care of our HVAC units and make sure that everybody's breathing easy uh, this summer and this fall. The great Jerome Bettis on the Nod Pod. Thank you so much, Jerome. Thank you. Loved watching old 36 run around there at Heinz Field, man. He's oh, my goodness. One of the good ones for sure. Uh, let's bring BK in. Uh, Brian, we've been looking forward to this segment. We always do. Whenever you dial up the randomizer, freshly out of the shop, ready to go. Oh, do you, we don't need the button in this um, in this one, right? No, you've, we've upgraded. You've updated it. You can just say stop. So it's voice activated. It's voice activated. Oh, my. Hey, how about that? Very good. All right. So that's the upgrade we put in this last time. I hope you've got better questions than last time. I hope so, too. Were they bad? I don't know. It was remember. the last, last one, wasn't it? Well, okay. well fun. Right. You ready to get it going? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's get that thing going, Chris. Who's going first? All right. Uh, I'll let you take it. You take it. Brian, what word do I say? So you can say stop. Stop. <laughs> did I say it right? You did. It stopped. What did you do as a kid that would tell your age? As in, like, like if I told someone, hey, no, something like you played, like what toy did you play with or an activity oh, you did man. as a kid? Oh, my would... gosh. I'm so old. Um, it, this is easy. Um, I had an Atari. Like who? What are you, 75 <laughs> years old? <laughs> <laughs> who has an Atari? Yeah, so I think that gives it away, right? Now, I do want to say that I we were always a little late to get everything. So the other kids my age had just gotten a Nintendo, and I got an Atari. Oh. So I'm not I as like old that about as your parents. Though. I'm not as old as you think. Yeah, Bubba and Cookie. I I'm like, only 62. I like <laughs> uh, let's see. Look, I mean, toys. 
I think the thing that mostly dates my age is the fact that I actually played outside. How about oh. that? Oh. Like, I actually, <laughs> I went outside. We did not play video games. Like, we went out to the neighborhood kids. We actually played baseball in people's driveways. We hit tennis balls and wiffle balls. We, you know, did ghost runners, all that kind of, We did that stuff. Ghost runners. Remember ghost runners? <laughs> yeah. I know BK knows. Yeah. Were okay? you? Like, I got a guy on second and third. Yeah. We got one out. And we would actually go through, like, the, our, the lineup of our favorite teams. Sometimes it would just be me and my buddy. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up uh, a Detroit Tigers fan. And so I knew, like, the batting stance for everybody in the lineup <laughs> and how they – and I would do it. Give I mean, us the Mickey Tuttleton. A, oh, Mickey. Mickey yeah, yeah, I can do Mickey. Right now. Let me see. Okay. So Mickey was, uh, you know, let's see, he, he was tall, a switch hitter. Yeah. yeah. But he would kind of leave yeah, his hands down it. here. Real, so real lazy-handed guy. Very tall, very tall. But that dude, man, he had yeah. – God, he could yeah. – I saw him hit one out of Tiger Stadium. All right, give me Carney Lansford. I knew Car- you were an A's fan, <laughs> oh, too. Carney Lansford, righty, uh-huh. a little squatty, and he would yeah. shake his Yeah, why did he like do that? that? Why, why? What was wrong with him? I don't know. It was a nervous twitch. He was pretty good, though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we played outside. All no, right, you're you're very old. You oh, must have been Brian, – Brian, do you have one? Well, I got one that they'll beat both <laughs> of you. Cut him off before he says, how old I am. <laughs> uh, All right, what, what was that? I had to actually do a school report using nothing but encyclopedia. Oh, uh, That's yeah. something I know YouTube's wow. never done. No, I did. I've done yeah, encyclopedia yeah, yeah, reports. Yeah. Really? I yeah. that. I'm pretty old, too, yeah, man. So. Plus, remember, my parents were cheap. Other kids had computers. They Come were still on, buying. Man. You keep saying this poor thing. Well, I didn't say poor. I said okay. cheap. Well, cheap. he did grow up, like... In rural Alabama, you probably didn't get like high speed internet until what? They still don't have it. You still <laughs> don't still no. do dial up. No, they do have no. it now, but it Less took a long hearts. time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You Encyclopedia Britannica sells. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He All would right. come around the house every once in a while. Next. Usually when my dad was gone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, look, I won't stand for this. Cookie? Okay. You're, you're making Cookie look bad. <laughs> First Santa. All right. Here we go. Okay. All so right, let's dial it up. All right, stop. All right, what song do you wish you could listen to again for the first time? Hmm. That is a good that is a good question. Um I mean, I, I'll just say my first favorite song was the Kenny Kenny Rogers The Gambler. <laughs> so, I think listening to that song again as an adult and watching myself as probably a young 4-year-old thinking uh, this is probably a little too mature for this young man to be listening to. So, yeah, I mean, it was a lot about smoking and whiskey and Knowing when gambling. to fold them. Knowing when to fold them. So, yeah, there's some hard living right there. But I'd like to I, – I still love that song. Every time I hear about it, I feel, feel four years old again. It's, it is a great song. It's hard to – it's funny that that's your first one you fell in love with. But it's a great song. Yeah. Um, what you got? This is – I don't – to think about this like i'm more of a aren't you more of a like songs grow on you type guy like the first time you hear them it maybe not maybe doesn't blow you away but then you hear it a couple more times you're like oh yeah i'd have to say um uh i think amazing grace on the bagpipes the first time i heard that um i was just spiritually moved i was i was covering um young reporter covering a um sheriff's deputy's uh funeral he had fallen in the line of duty and they came out and it's pretty common now, but back then, you know, remember I'm old. Uh, you didn't hear it as often, and so the first time I heard that, and just "Amazing Grace" is already such a, you know, important song to me. But the first time I heard it on bagpipes, I was like, "That is absolutely beautiful." And yeah. the thing is, it's just instrumental, right? You didn't, but you're singing, feeling the words, 
in your in your heart and mind. But if I could go back and listen to that for the first time again, that was that was pretty um, transcendent. I I had that same spiritual transcendent experience with the gambler. <laughs> I'm I'm sure glad I went first. You got, BK, you got one. <laughs> coming off Amazing Grace, it's really right. going to be. Yeah. What you got there? It's got to be Led Zeppelin or Aerosmith. Uh, come I, on, I bet it's Aerosmith. Yeah. I, I remember like Kato was saying when I where I was the first time I heard it, and I would love to hear it again for the first time. Uh, but it's. Panama by Van Halen. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. It's in my car. Very one of the very few first times I was. T tops down. Oh man, it was nice. That mullet was. Fun. Was this on radio or a cassette? Oh, it was, oh, it was radio. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But it was really. It was like yeah. I remember that day distinctly. It is crazy how music takes you back to that place, right? Like you can right. pick, you can picture everything. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Uh, okay, you want another one? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lever he pulls back there. He has to. All right, stop. What is a movie that everyone loved, but you absolutely hated? Oh, that's easy. Oh, man. You know what? I have not seen any movies in a long time. I'm just, um, I think I could just say all of the, and I, I like superhero movies in general. Spider-Man, Batman, that kind of thing. But all of the X-Men movies, and I know people are going to throw things that they're, whatever they listen to a podcast on, but just three hours of CGI, man. I just tune out. I, I go... Two things will put me to sleep during a movie. An extended fight scene between CGI characters and an extended car chase that's pointless when you know how it's going to end. So, yeah, I got to just say, everyone loves the X-Men series. I get that it's box office gold. I understand why, but I just, just don't like them. Wow. Chris hates car chases. It's <laughs> a weird thing to hate. Uh, you shouldn't watch local TV in L.A., that's for sure. Um, I'd say uh, my answer would be Top Gun the first time I saw oh. it. I saw it way after the fact. I never watched it when it was obviously, you know, when I should have. You're trying to young. say you're not old now. Correct. <laughs> I watched it uh, when I was an adult, and I turned it off. I, lit I got to a point where I was just like, this is the dumbest, corniest movie ever. I cannot. <laughs> I tried. I wanted... Because I hated the people, the fact that like people were like, "You've never seen Top Gun." I know. I mean, there's, I have, there's, I haven't seen all the Star Wars movies. I've seen maybe like one of them. I'm not sure which one it was. So um, I hope it was one of the good ones. Yeah, Jabba the Hutt. Which one was he in? Is that Return of the Jedi? Okay, that's the one I probably saw. That's a good one. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so Top Gun. I thought it was just hopelessly corny, and I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't give it another shot. All right. BK, <laughs> you? Uh, mine was a Star Wars. Oh. I just never I tried I felt so bad because I couldn't get it you know which one was it the first the one? very first one and after that I just I just maybe you and I need to give it another shot yeah. maybe we need to dial I want up to, I, mean, it's I would say time, uh, Empire Strikes Back is one of the it's great I don't know I hope that's not the one you saw is but it, which one which one's first um Return of the Jedi Empire Strikes Back and then what hello yeah a new hope yeah no. That's is that one of the new ones? I don't want to see no, any of the new ones. No, and that's once not, once Jar Jar Binks hits the scene, it's like, yeah, <laughs> what is that? That's like Mister, you know, Roper. Give me Mister Furley. I want the original <laughs> Three's Company. All right, uh, exactly. we got another one. One more. Yeah, let's roll it. Stop. <laughs> Good. What is something that you must check twice before leaving the house? Uh, zipper. Okay, I knew you do were going to say that. Do you really have to? <laughs> I, I, I check it throughout the day constantly. I'm so <laughs> worried about that. I shouldn't be so worried about that, but I constantly am. Um, I think uh, before I leave the house, I, I 
check my garage door that yeah. I make sure that it goes down all the way. So I'll even check like the security camera to make sure after I left that it didn't pop back up. Yeah, you are a little paranoid about yeah. that. I've noticed that in your zipper. Always. Yes, it's the same thing. Garage door, zipper. <laughs> your barn door is open and your garage door. <laughs> um, I'll say uh, this one's true. Uh, the thermostat. I'm in old man phase now super dad oh, phase boy. where I'm constantly riding that thermostat. So what do you got it up to right now while you're not at home? If I'm not at home, it's on 75. Wow. Okay. Yeah. When you get home, you drop it to she'll, what? She'll go to 72, maybe 71 if oh, I'm wow. feeling frisky. Look at you. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the latest Tico energy bill, Scott? <laughs> no, I understand. But I that's why I don't take it down that low. I, yeah. Oh, I, what do you keep it at? Well, I'm I 74 is about as low as it gets. Oh, wow. So no. it usually is always at 74. How can you sometimes sleep with it, that? Sometimes at night, I pop it up to 75. I said, everybody's sleeping anyway. What are you, what are you doing? No. Yeah. No, I mean, but our house stays pretty cool. So I got it. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe I'm not being aggressive enough. Maybe I'll bump it up to 78 the next well, time. I didn't I tell leave. you I also sleep with 18 fans pointing right at me. So <laughs> everybody else is boiling. Everybody else is sweating in the house. Yeah. I'm good. Yep. Yeah. What about you, BK? Uh, Wait, I didn't say my second thing always. Wait, oh, oh, you have to go ahead. Wasn't that the question? <laughs> things you checked, two things you checked before no, you No, know, things you, you checked check twice. twice. Go ahead, oh, never mind. Yeah. No, 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 no. I want to hear no, it. I want to no, hear no, it. No, no. Uh, you flushed. I didn't. You flushed <laughs> the toilet. No, uh, I checked my hair. Nice. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, not, not twice, though. If it <laughs> Not twice. I'll take the over. Uh, BK, <laughs> mine what about you? Mine's the garage door as well. I can't tell you how many times I've started on my drive here to work and then had to turn around go back to make sure and i've even bought a camera just so now i can check the camera there you see we're the same we're the same all the burglars out there listen brian has one camera and it's only pointed at his garage door so if you go in through the back or the front you're good it's like you leave and then you realize like somebody knocked a shoe down and it's like triggering the you know, it goes all the way down. Yeah. You think it's closed, and then it goes all the well, way down. Well, I will I, I must have driven a thousand miles just going back to my house, and it's always closed. But that one time I don't, I know. There's going to be an alligator in your garage. You know. That's <laughs> what happens be. in Florida. Yeah. And you only need to see one video of that before you check that garage door. Oh, that was fun. Well, I appreciate it, BK. Thanks for setting Thanks, up guys. the randomizer. Uh, it's nice. It's easier without the button. It's it, not It's not yeah, quite as I interactive. Like this voice control. It's not quite as interactive. <laughs> I didn't, did you hear the sound of it? I think it went silent, too. Maybe It in, used to go... Maybe in post-editing, <laughs> that will come. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, strike that comment from the record. All right. Uh, big thanks to our guest today, Jerome Bettis, the bus, one of the great mm. ones. Uh, thanks to our crew as well. Who we got? Uh, we got Ron out here. We got yeah. Chris pushing the ones and twos. Uh, BK and everybody else. Uh, to watch full-length episodes of this here podcast, head to fox13news.com slash nodpod or hit that QR code. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify and get us every week in audio phone form. And it goes straight to your phone. So, why? I mean, you don't even need my prompts anymore. You should just be getting updates immediately. Nodpod drops, you got it on your phone. Boom. It's It, too, is voice activated. Yeah. Better to listen in, in uh, one and a half speed, though. That's what <laughs> All right, very good. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days. Hey, buddy, your zipper's down. I knew it. This whole time, (laughs) even when I was doing the Mickey Tettleton.